0: Are you looking to take your business to the next level without becoming the bottleneck? If that sounds like you, tune in. In this series, I'm bringing you short, power-packed episodes that reveal valuable insights on how to develop your money-making intellectual property so you can grow a business without being the bottleneck. Today, we're diving into part two of the series, where I'll be sharing two foundational elements that make intellectual property development easier for consultants, marketers, and creatives. Plus, you get to hear how these foundations transformed a solopreneur's consulting business, allowing her to step away from client delivery. Exciting stuff, right? I couldn't agree more. Tune in. Welcome to the Small But Mighty Agency Podcast. If you are a marketer, a consultant, or a creative who's on the journey of growing from solopreneur to agency owner, follow along because I pull back the curtains on the realities of growing and running a scalable service-based business and building a lean team. I'm your host, Audrey Joy Kwan. I know what it takes to build an agency, whether it's from solo to three, five, or 20, I've done it, including supporting an agency owner to sell and exit. I've coached and consulted over a 120 marketers, creatives, and consultants. And I've been behind the scenes of seven figure businesses. I also have a master's degree in communications, specializing in organizational development. All this to say, I know what it takes to grow, lead, and operate a multiple six and seven figure small but mighty agency. And here on this podcast is where we'll dive right in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Small But Mighty Agency Podcast. We're in the middle of a series where we're deep diving into the topic of how to find and develop your money-making intellectual property for marketers, consultants, and creative agency owners who want to scale your business without being a bottleneck. Why is this topic absolutely necessary right now? In part one, we set the stage for you to say yes to embracing your intellectual property in your service business and how it will get you out of being the bottleneck, which means more time back for you. Embracing your IP is all about building assets in your business instead of working your business like a job. And when you build assets, you can build a business where you are not the ball neck. I want to spend a minute here adding to part one before we hop into today's topic to help you identify the foundations that make developing intellectual property easier. I've been actively exploring how to use artificial intelligence and ChatGPT in businesses for more efficiency. As a result of that curiosity, I've been tracking the buzz about building applications on top of GDP that are integrated with a service provider's frameworks and intellectual property. Without getting into the weeds, you can build an application on top of ChatGPT programmed with your framework and intellectual property so that it can replicate some of your thinking. It's incredibly exciting because you can train AI to use your PDF website documents and frameworks as context for its responses, which means it has the ability to perform activities like supporting your team with answers about your frameworks that may have required your team to ask you, which saves Every one time you can also empower your team to draft and create deliverables for clients using your intellectual property, leading to less back and forth with your team and more efficiencies or provide strategic suggestions to your team without you being the bottleneck. All of that is made possible by establishing your frameworks and intellectual property. When you see the possibilities available to you when you have IP and what it means for the future of service based businesses, it makes our topic about finding and developing your money making intellectual property increasingly important and strategic for scaling with a team and with technology. So a quick recap of our goals in this series. We're going to identify foundations that make developing intellectual property easier. We're going to help you find hard-to-see intellectual property already in your business, and we're going to discover how to structure your service delivery system for intellectual property. Today, we're in part two of the series. We're going to focus on two foundations that make developing intellectual property easier. I want to share the story of a client of mine. When I started working with Harriet, she was a solopreneur with proven expertise, meaning she created results for clients. Harriet specializes in change management for financial services and has a core expertise in digital transformation. When Harriet came to me, she was positioned more as a contractor than a business. She wanted to transform into a business that had a lean team supporting service delivery. Taking what was in her head and codifying it into intellectual property, which is a fancy way of saying turning it into a framework backed by processes, is how we helped her build her consulting agency to multiple six figures. Harriet had the same thoughts about her intellectual property that most service providers do. She didn't think she had any and she struggled to codify it. Her IP was there. What she needed was someone to help her strategically uncover it and then structure it. The power of finding and structuring her intellectual property in her consulting business positioned her to triple her revenue in one year. And she is now supported by a lean team who can deliver her services. The team follows her IP that has been structured into processes, and Harriet has stepped out of client delivery to focus on other areas of her business. Now, I'm sharing this with you because I hope this story inspires you and your journey. If you don't think you have powerful intellectual property, you do. If you need help distilling your intellectual property, you're not alone. I've worked one-on-one with 120 service providers who had the same challenge. If they can do it, so can you. Your IP is high-value strategic work. It is a strategic system and there is a difference between tactical processes, tech systems and automation versus strategic systems. My focus is strategic systems and using organizational design and organizational thinking to help you develop assets in your business. So let's look at two foundations that made it easier for Harriet to develop and find her IP. The two foundations are your niche and your promise. I'll say that again. The two foundations are your niche and your promise. Let's look at both from the lens of developing your intellectual property. So why niche? Your business can't do everything and compete with everyone. A niche narrows the focus of your intellectual property and increases your perceived value in a specific market. There are two types of niches. The first is an industry niche, and the second is a service niche. An industry niche is like financial services, the tech industry and healthcare industry, whereas a service niche is a specific service offering like change management, digital transformation, copywriting, or design. A service niche combined with an industry niche makes for powerful intellectual property. Imagine a small business that serves multiple industries. Each industry has different systems, processes, and Intel to account for. So you would need to develop IP for each sector, but IP or intellectual property isn't static. What keeps you at the top of the game is innovating. The more niches you have, the more work you have. It's easier to innovate IP when you are a top player in one industry and a specific service offering. Now, Things would be different if you were a corporation with a big workforce that can plug into multiple verticals or industries. As a small business, a niche helps you thrive and contend with the big guys because it gives you an opportunity to be a specialist and claim it. Now, what about the promise? A promise in your business means that you know the results you deliver. Without results, there's no concept, no processes or methodologies in your business. Your promise is the transformation that clients get when working with you. For every service to have value, there must be three things present. The first is the problem. There has to be a pain that needs solving. How will your clients stay stuck if they don't solve that problem? The second is a solution. You only have an offer if you solve the problem and improve the life of your client or improve the business of your client. And the third is the promise. What transformation happens if you help them solve the problem? Intellectual property is about being able to meet that promise. And yes, a promise is non-negotiable. When did you last buy a service that didn't share a desired outcome? I can't remember the last time I bought a service that didn't have benefits that improve my life or business. And intellectual property in a service-based business Is about delivering on a promise. If you don't have a promise, you don't have results to deliver. And without results, you don't have intellectual property. I know you have a promise in your service delivery. I know it's there. Start by asking yourself what your clients thank you for. Make a list and then work through each list item by identifying the things you do or the processes that make it happen. Or if making a list isn't your cup of tea, set up a coffee chat with your clients to clarify the impact you have had on their life and business. Nothing beats one-on-one conversations for this type of research. So your niche and your promise are interconnected. Together, they create a powerful foundation. My niche is marketers and consultants who want to go from solo to an agency model, which really means they want a lean team to support service delivery. And it's because I've worked with my niche for years. I have a ton of clarity on their problems, one of which is distilling intellectual property. And that really means developing strategic systems and processes so they can step out of client delivery. Having been in my niche for years, I know my solution. And I refine and streamline how I deliver my promise every time I deliver results. By doing that repeatedly, I keep improving my intellectual property. That also means I have a significant competitive advantage each time I improve my intellectual property. That is the power of a niche and a promise. There are so many things you can focus on in your business. Why take action on IP now? it's going to give you a significant advantage in building a business with systems and processes that a team can leverage. And, Also be leveraged with AI or intellectual property and chat GPT. The advantages of training AI to use your IP and framework is going to change the game. But I get it. Often you put energy into tactical things that seem the most urgent. Writing content, doing speaking engagements, or doing something that gives you the immediate dopamine hit by checking things off your list, like answering client emails or doing client work. I'm not saying those things don't have value. Of course it does. When you focus on the tactical things, the high value strategic activities like finding and developing your IP end up at the corner of your desk. It happens to the best of us me included, where we get into the habits of knocking off the low-hanging fruit and putting things aside that requires you, the business owner, to work on your business differently and see your business differently. But for real, how much easier would all those tactical things be in your business if you had IP? Well, IP is a high value strategy. What you put in, you will get back tenfold because what flows from intellectual property is the ability to better market, sell and leverage your entire business with a team and new technology. Friends, thanks for joining me for part two of this five part series. Stay tuned for the next episode where I'll show you how to find hard to see intellectual property already in your business. And if you don't want to stay stuck finding and developing your money-making intellectual property for your service-based business so you can stop being the bottleneck, I'm here for it. If you want to build a business that is an asset and not a job, I'm here. And remember, just because you've proven that you can learn how to bootstrap and do things yourself does not mean it should be your go-to habit for figuring out your structure, processes, and workflow. You know where to find me. Click the link in the show notes. I'll see you on the next one. Hey there, thanks for hanging out with me at the Small But Mighty Agency podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you hit the follow or subscribe button in your podcast app and share it with a friend. I'll see you on the next one.